Welcome to the Acres Law Firm video podcast. We are a different kind of law firm because we see you as a person and not just a client. And that makes us better at what we do. You're not just lawyers and you're not just a client. This is a show about legal topics that friends, neighbors, and family want to know. I am Taylor Kasla, an attorney at Agris Law Firm, and today we're talking about filing for bankruptcy with Illinois bankruptcy attorney, John Winneas. John is managing partner of Winneas Law. John grew up in the Chicago suburbs and has extensive experience in a variety of areas of law, including bankruptcy. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Taylor? Good. You recently started your own firm. Tell me what you do at Winneas Law. Yeah, so at at Linnaeus Law, we help good people get through bad times. Um, Like your firm, we put people first. And what we do is we file bankruptcy, consumer bankruptcy for our clients and help them eliminate their debt. Um, At my prior firm I worked at, which is one of the largest bankruptcy firms in Chicago, I found that a lot of clients were frustrated with how their cases were handled, how many attorneys they were dealing with. So when I started my firm, I decided that when someone comes in to file bankruptcy, they're only going to be dealing with one attorney throughout the whole process from beginning to end. And um, I found that that is much more efficient when dealing with a bankruptcy case. And I'm available for my clients 24-7. So that's that's the goal in mind when I started my firm and how, how I'm going to be helping people throughout the bankruptcy process. That's great. Let's start off with the basics. What is the difference between a Chapter 7 and Chapter 13 bankruptcy? So a Chapter 13 is what's called as a, what's called a reorganization chapter, while as a Chapter 7 is a liquidation chapter. Um, a Chapter 13 is a three to five year process where you're making monthly installment payments to pay back your creditors. In a Chapter 7 case, you're not repaying your creditors. Instead, if you have a large asset such as a house that is unencumbered, there's no mortgage, you own it free and clear, the trustee in the seven case can go and take that asset, take that house and sell it, liquidate it, and use the proceeds to pay back creditors. So really the main difference is one chapter, you keep, chapter 13, you keep your assets. All the assets you want to keep, you get to keep them, but you have to pay, pay back that debt. Whereas the other chapter, you're not repaying any creditors back. Instead, assets are getting sold by the trustee if they're not exempt to pay back creditors. When should a consumer consider filing for bankruptcy? Um, There are a host of reasons why someone may wanna consider filing bankruptcy. Um, If someone's credit card is maxed out and they're only paying the minimums, they might want to consider uh, exploring bankruptcy as an option to eliminate their credit card debt. If someone's house is being foreclosed on and they want to keep their house, um, an option is to file bankruptcy. And like I said, chapter 13 would help them keep their house. Same thing with a vehicle. A lot of people, especially now with COVID, aren't able to make their payments on cars. Um, So if creditor comes and repossesses your car, and you file bankruptcy within so many days, you can keep your car and get your car back. A lot of people need their cars for work to to maintain a living. So it's vitally important that people get their cars back. Um, Another issue is if a creditor sues you and they start garnishing your wages. If you file bankruptcy, 
that puts an automatic stay on that. So it automatically stops that process. They cannot garnish you right after you file the case. Instead, that creditor is gonna have to go into bankruptcy court and seek payments inside the bankruptcy case. So those are really the main reasons. Um, especially in Chicago, I, I also see a lot of issues with parking tickets and red light tickets and the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois suspending licenses for these people. And you know, when you're when you don't have a license, you're unable to drive. And again, people need to drive to work. So I, I also found that that is a huge issue, especially in our area, uh, of why people come in and file bankruptcy. Is it your experience that a lot of your clients are also harassed by debt collectors prior to filing for bankruptcy? Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. That that that's obviously another reason is is getting those har harassing calls from creditors nonstop. Um, it can really take a toll on people emotionally and uh, bankruptcy would stop that immediately once you file. As you know, a large part of our consumer practice is to help consumers who are harassed by debt collectors. Debt collectors often make empty threats to take legal action against a consumer, threaten to garnish wages and contact family members and friends to embarrass and harass the consumer. In addition to putting an end to harassment by debt collectors, how does filing for bankruptcy benefit a consumer? Uh, well, like I said, filing a bankruptcy puts a stop to all that. If someone files a bankruptcy case and they get a harassing call after the case is filed, that's illegal. You can go into the bankruptcy court, tell the judge what's going on, and the judge will sanction that creditor. And if the judge, depending on which judge you get, they will sanction these creditors very hard and will actually award punitive damages to the actual debtor, which the creditor would have to pay them. Um, so that, that's the main way bankruptcy would help with stopping all, all those harassing calls and stuff. How has COVID-19 impacted your practice and filing for bankruptcy in general? Uh, well, now we're, we're doing everything virtual. Um, I, I will meet clients in the office if they prefer that, but I can also meet with clients uh, virtually over Zoom or over the phone um, to file a case. Um, filings are, bankruptcy filings altogether are down in the district because right now with all the executive orders, creditors aren't able to uh, pursue their debt against debtors. So if you haven't been paying your mortgage since COVID started, creditors or mortgage companies can't foreclose on your property right now. But what's going to happen is once all this is over with, you're going to owe these mortgage or debtors are going to owe these mortgage companies so much money that they're not going to be able to pay it. And these banks are going to go straight into court and try and foreclose on their house. Same thing with with vehicles. Um, a lot of creditors aren't repossessing vehicles right now. So because no one's really going after people right now for debt, uh, people don't feel inclined to come in and file bankruptcy to stop it. But uh, unfortunately, what, what I foresee happening is that bankruptcy filings are going to dramatically increase because once these executive orders are lifted, they're not going to have a way to pay back this debt, especially um, with a lot of people losing their job due to COVID and not having any money at all. Um, you know, I hope the situation gets better for everybody. And I hope people start finding jobs immediately once this is over with. Um, but I'm just worried that a lot of people are going to be facing a lot of financial hardship. 
COVID-19 has really changed the landscape for a lot of different areas of law. Do you expect bankruptcy to return to being an in-person type of practice and meeting more with their clients in person, or do you see it continuing uh, to be remote? I personally like to meet with clients in person. Um, to file bankruptcy, there are so many documents you have to review with the client, so many documents they have to sign. Uh, doing it virtually, um, I, I fear that a lot of clients wouldn't necessarily read everything um, and, and wouldn't, it'd be hard for me to go through page by page and explain everything to them virtually. Um, so I, I do foresee it going back to how it was before COVID where people are coming into the office, but I also foresee people not wanting to come to the office and, and also still wanting to do things virtually. Um, so I do think people would come back to the office. How much does it cost for a consumer to file bankruptcy? Um, so it really depends. Um, chapter 13 and chapter seven, how the fees are structured are way different. Um, for chapter seven case, uh, what our firm does is we'll file a case for no money down if you're a qualified earner. And then the remaining fees you will pay us in installments over six months to eight months to 10 months. I'm very flexible with uh, how my fees will get paid back later. Um, for a chapter 13 case, how it works is the, the client comes in, pays a down payment, and then the remainder of the fees will get paid in monthly installments when they're paying on their bankruptcy payment. So like I said, in a chapter 13 case, you're paying uh, monthly installment payments for three to five years. And let's say your payments are $100 a month, every month for three to five years, a portion of that goes towards my attorney fees. And it all goes through um, a third party trustee. So it's not like a client would pay me directly after a chapter 13 case, like they would in a chapter seven case. Um, the trustee handles all that. They're the ones who collect the money every month and disperse that money to creditors and attorneys. So it seems like you make filing for bankruptcy accessible to most people in a position to file. I do. And the reason for that is, you know, people filing bankruptcy don't have money. That's why they're coming in, most people at least. And that's why they're coming in to file bankruptcy. A lot of times, um, let's say someone comes in with $1,000 in their bank account and they have rent due in 10 days. I'm not going to make that person pay me $500 and then not be able to pay rent the next month. I'm more concerned about my client being able to stay in their house, stay in their apartment, than pay my attorney fees up front. And that's why I structured it like that, where they can pay me later in a chapter seven case, uh, and I'll be very flexible in how much they can afford to pay me back every single month after that. Great. Uh, we've worked on cases together, um, where your client has had issues with their credit report as a result of the bankruptcy. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, can you explain how filing for bankruptcy can help consumers rebuild their credit? Absolutely. So when you initial file, file bankruptcy, it's going to be on your record, on your credit report. Um, what I've seen is that your credit score will either take a little dip or be in limbo for about a year. Uh, but once you're out of bankruptcy, you're going to eliminate or discharge most of your debt, if not all of your debt. So what happens is you, you'll get an increase in your credit score after that because you no longer have that debt. And, and what I tell my clients all the time is 
you know, you're filing bankruptcy today. Do not get any more debt after you file the case, because if you get more debt after you file the case, we cannot discharge that debt in the case you just filed. Uh, I also suggest to my clients to get a secured credit card after filing and just make the only charge whatever you can afford to pay every month on that credit card so that you're not behind and you're not maxing it out. Um, so that's what I've seen in terms of your credit score and how it helps. Um, it, it is a process, but it, the credit score will increase once the process is over with. Okay. Um, and we've worked on cases together post-bankruptcy petition or post-bankruptcy discharge where, you know, your client comes to you and says, there's an issue with my credit report. You know, maybe this account is saying it was discharged and it wasn't. Um, can you tell me a little bit about these issues that you see most common with your clients? I, I see tons of issues all the time with, with credit reports. Um, Clients coming in will say, I, this, this is someone I don't even owe money to on my credit report, or this amount is inaccurate on my credit report. Uh, Post-bankruptcy, I see all the time that these credit bureaus take forever to actually discharge the debt on their credit report, eliminate it on their credit report, uh, market correctly, categorize it correctly on their credit report. I'm sure you, you'll elaborate a lot on this because uh, you've handled some of my clients and helped them in the past. So what, yeah, what, what, what exactly have you seen? What I've seen is a consumer has an account on his or her credit report that shows it was discharged in bankruptcy when it was not or vice versa. Maybe an account is reporting a balance after it was discharged. Um, my firm helps consumers under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is a federal law that protects people's information in their credit file. There's a process to dispute the inaccurate information, which will trigger the three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, to conduct an investigation to determine whether that information is inaccurate. If the credit reporting agencies determine that the information is accurate when it is not, that's when we come in and file a Fair Credit Reporting Act lawsuit. And, and and how does that typically work to do, do is the is it a statutory amount that they have to pay the the debtor or is it so under the fair credit reporting act uh, there's what's called a fee shift provision uh, which means the clients do not have to pay my firm's fees directly in addition to attorney's fees and costs that are recoverable a consumer is entitled to statutory damages between zero and $1,000 and actual damages. For example, actual damages would be this inaccurate reporting caused a client to be declined credit, or maybe they had a higher interest rate on a loan. Those are actual damages where you can put a true figure to you know, the loss that they've incurred as a result of the inaccurate reporting. Um, back to bankruptcy. From start to finish, how long does it take for a consumer to complete the bankruptcy process? Um, so a chapter 13, it, it's a minimum of three years, a maximum of five years for chapter 13 case. Um, there's a small caveat with that. Sometimes you can actually end a case earlier than, than three years, uh, but that depends on if 
the claims that come in from creditors is so low that you paid it back before the three year period is, is up. So people can actually end their case earlier than three years, but uh, statutorily it's a three to five year process. Chapter seven is much shorter. It's a four to six months pro process because again, you're not repaying creditors every month. So essentially the process is you come in, file a chapter seven case, then you have one meeting with the trustee and then the trustee is going to uh, assess whether or not you do have a lot of assets or don't have a lot of assets. Nine times out of 10, even higher than that, my clients don't have assets. So what they get is a no asset report and then the judge uh, issues a discharge of their debt. Okay. Um, on to the fun stuff. Let's do some rapid fire questions. All right. What is your favorite food? Um, I, I'd have to say deep dish pizza. Uh, do you have a particular type of deep dish that you prefer? I like Giordano's. Good choice. Uh, what is your favorite animal? Um, two years ago, I would have said a tiger, but we recently got a uh, Shiba Inu, so I, I'd have to go with a dog. Good, good answer. Um, if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Bankruptcy law. <laughs> you had to say that, right? What do you like to do most on the weekends? Um, relax. Um, I, I recently picked up golf, so when it gets nicer out, you know, go golfing. Yeah, we'll have to play together sometime. Absolutely. You'll probably beat me, but. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, John, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, people can go to my website. It's chicagodebtpros.com or woneaslaw.com. Uh, or just give me a call. And my number is 312-883-5422. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure to tune into our next episode. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.